What? Oh, oh. Shout. One second, please. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to Designated Driver, the podcast about the work and mystique of Adam Driver. I'm Liz. I'm Malia. And today we're going to talk about Buffalo 66. It's a little bit of a detour. We've got a little splaining to do, but first, let's talk about Adam Driver news. <gasps> we have some good Adam Driver news. And we haven't done a podcast for, I think it's been over two months, because... We've watched all the Adam Driver movies, TV shows. We're caught up. So what do we do? Never podcast? (laughs) (laughs) That's impossible. What are we going to talk about first? I want to talk about the Indy 5000. What else do we have to talk about? I think it's the Indy 500. Oh, I don't know. Let me see. Because you know I know a lot about sport. You're right. It's the Indy 500. So Adam Driver waved a green flag yes. at the Indy 500, which must mean that's the beginning of it. Yes. It's like an honorary thing. Like they will often have celebrities. They had Chris Hemsworth a few years ago. Okay. And the person who posted it on Twitter did a side-by-side comparison. Mm. And Chris Hemsworth just kind of waved the flag. But Adam Driver like put his whole body into it. But I think he was genuinely, he's from Indiana kind of a homecoming for him driver just made sense so he's having another baby baby watch for adam driver i hope they make an announcement and don't just keep it a super secret i think they're gonna keep it a super secret if it's a boy or a girl what the name is we don't know his son's name his son was there though at the indy 500 apparently did you see a picture no the tweets Mm-hmm. said that he was up in a box actually watching it afterwards okay. with his son and his son was sitting on his lap but there were no mm-hmm. pictures because mm-hmm. that's how he rolls he's very private did we talk about the marvel news no just that adam driver signed up to be in a marvel franchise he really did though yeah i thought it was on the internet see i don't know if that actually happened because i tried to click through on some twitter news about it uh-huh. and i got rick rolled it was a rickroll. I wonder if, so we just replaced the battery in your mic. And I wonder if that makes a difference on the volume. What if I replace You want to replace battery? yours too? Just to try. Yeah. Do it. Okay. Now we're both loud. Wait, were we talking about how you never need to wash your hair anymore? Oh, I'm on day um... four of not washing my hair right now. And I'm just like trying to see how long I can go. Well, I have to wash my hair again. And I think it's because I started taking hormones, oh, you know? Yeah. And I can't tolerate estrogen, but I am taking progesterone. Yeah. And I have to take showers more again. So I think that is why. So what you're saying is my hormones are dwindling. Yeah. (laughs) I think I had a hot, I think I had like night sweats or something the other night. I woke up and I was like blazing hot and I could not cool off. And I was like, could I go downstairs and take a cold bath at two in the morning? Like, would I wake up my child? Yes, I would. So I didn't. But then, like, after about 20 minutes of pacing around and trying to figure out how to cool off, I just went back to bed and it was fine. Is that what a hot flash? I think so. I think people always describe the most extreme version where you're, like, drenched in sweat. I haven't really had that. But I think the years 45 to 50 are the worst for menopause symptoms. Well, I'm in it. So buckle up. Great. I've got to start getting taking that tea or you, whatever. Oh, yeah. I can give you a bottle of that oh, Okay. today. 
I don't need it anymore. Well, I have a doctor's appointment, so maybe I'll talk to her about estrogen. Might be a little early for you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when. It's really hard to get someone to prescribe it because there was a study a long time ago. Oh, the cancer thing? Yeah. I don't buy into that, A. And B, I would hope my doctor wouldn't either. She's very frank. I think I told you she had an argument with me once about whether I was actually depressed (laughs) after Donald Trump got elected. Do you want to tell the story? I'm just curious. Oh, I told you this. I, you know how like everyone was very sad after Trump was elected. Yeah, I was like holding my children to comfort myself. I know. I was crying my eyes out. Like little Chet, just anyway. Chet was really little then, but you know I have anxiety like ninety five percent of people that I know, and I had taken Lexapro in college and then I stopped, but then after he was elected, I was like, I think I need to get back on something. So I went to the doctor. She's very frank, no-nonsense woman. And she's Indian, which I only mention because I think as an immigrant, sometimes she might look at her white women patients and be like, could you chill out? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So she was like, well, okay, I'm going to do this. But like, I'm seriously asking, like, how is this affecting you personally? And I was like, oh, like I couldn't, you <laughs> it's know? It's how I feel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I feel what? bad. I feel you know, and I was trying to explain it and she's like, but how is it affecting you personally? She's right. Like it's not affecting Aaliyah personally yeah, in but a where specific we live, yeah. way. You know, I'm a white woman who's educated and has a family like. Except that her neighborhood was totally on fire by the end of his presidency. Correct. But like when I started, <laughs> literally it, we weren't on fire yet, you know, yeah. so. But you knew so she was wrong, you're a smart person. And I was right. She just like, I really feel like she was saying, like, I really am trying to understand how this is affecting you personally. And I think especially, you know, she's an immigrant. She's a brown woman. Like his election probably affected her a whole lot more than me. And she wasn't. She's very frank. Anyway, I'm sure if I tell her that I want estrogen, she'll be like, are you having menopause symptoms? How do you know they're menopause? She's very like, mm-hmm. she's also going to tell me I drink too much, but whatever. It's fine. She's right. I do. Yeah. Well, I I need more pals to be taking it because it's like you don't really know how to take it. I'm like, when do I take this? When do I take that? Like, do you get a glass of water and then put it in your mouth and then swallow it? (laughs) Oh, I don't crush it up and put it up my nose. That's wrong. Does it go in your ear? Don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, I've been injecting it. No, I take progesterone at night and I feel like this is not even a drug. It seems like vitamins. It's made from plants. Like, I don't even think it's like a chemical. But if I take estrogen, I got uh, one milligram after four days. Did I tell you that? Yeah. I got the worst. Migraines? I had, well, I've been having migraines, and that's why I'm taking it. I got the worst migraine of my life and threw up so much. And so then I tried taking half a pill and still headaches not as bad and one fourth of a pill and then like it's a really small pill so it's hard to cut it in fourth so one was even like less than a fourth still every time I get a headache it's like this pressure I feel in my head but I can still get migraines without it doesn't Botox help migraines I don't know where do you put it in I think they put it like back (laughs) I've heard that Botox helps migraines yeah migraines I'm trying to get help for them but I had one the other night and woke up with it and like in the morning it was just so bad I was just like holding pushing my head so hard because that kind of makes it feel better 
But I still went to work and I was preparing for the worst day of my life. I took Advil and then it's it really went away. A so it job. was like you can get injections <laughs> and they take care of chronic migraines. Well, I would do it if I know. Um, insurance two birds paid with one stone. for it. yeah, for aging and yeah, that sounds great. Maybe I'll get it. Anyway, I'm going to still see what's the lowest dose of estrogen you can get. And I know you can get a patch and it's really low. I have a feeling I'm never going to be able to take it, but I don't know. I like the progesterone. I know. I'm a fan of that. It. Because you know what it did? It makes me feel less joint pain, less stiff, more flexible. But you have to wash your hair more. Maybe it's because it's summer, but I think it's that. Yeah. Too. Like I said, I'm on day four, not washing my hair. I have been using dry shampoo. I just don't want to wash my hair. I'm out of my favorite shampoo, and I ordered more. I'm just seeing how long I can go. Yeah, I was like that this winter, and I was like, if I don't have to go into the office, I don't want to wash it and didn't seem to need to. I don't like dry shampoo, though. The stuff that I got was aerosol spray, and that was yuck. I didn't Do you like want to try mine? Is it like a powder? Or? Yeah, and it has like a little... Just never, again, don't understand how to use it. It has like a Do you a inject little... it? <laughs> Your nose. Or... Right, right up here. Just, yeah. Just, yep, and yeah. then it's perfect. Okay. But it has like a little, it's like a little horn. I don't know how to describe it. And you pump it and it like diffuses the powder, right? Oh, I just okay. put a little bit here and a little yeah. here and then I go like this. And then it looks fine. They're always telling you don't wash your hair. I know. Because then you just have to wash it more. I do have a shampoo conditioner that I really love. If they ever wanted to sponsor this show, I would take the money because I really believe in this product. Okay, I have a product that I really care for. So you say oh. yours and I'll say mine. Oh. Maybe one of them is going to. Okay, probably. It's Olaplex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. millennials like. Okay. I Gen like Z it likes it. Oh, okay. Young people like it. Okay. Okay, mine is called... Hair Story New Wash. Is that a shampoo? Or? It's neither a shampoo or a conditioner. It's just one product. When does it go on? It goes on. In the shower? It's You just use it. It goes in the shower. You wet your hair and you put it in. But it feels like you're putting conditioner in your hair. Mm-hmm. It never foams. And you mm-hmm. put a shitload of it all over your head. And it's really expensive. So that's kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. And then you have to use this special little, like, it looks like a horse groomer comb thing you know those little round Mm -hmm. curry combs and you like with that and then you have to wash it out for a really long time because it takes a long time to come out this doesn't sound like an everyday Mm -hmm. thing or every shower thing or is it i use it in place of shampoo well your hair is beautiful and this um out of it to order it and it's really expensive okay when i listen back to this i'm gonna just get that as a treat for myself you can go down and buy it at mn naf salon but if you order it, you can get a bigger package. Mm-hmm. You can get yeah. like a starter package from them and then you'll be hooked. You know, I had a weird conversation on the phone with them. I'm scared to go in there. But um, Oh, they're totally weird. Oh, oh okay. I like them. They cut my hair. <laughs> Don't tell Melissa. I left her and I still... Etiquette question. Okay. I have like sort of been composing an email in my head about how I moved on. Like mm-hmm. a Dear John letter. It's just that MN NAF is closer, and mm-hmm. the lady who cuts my hair follows the same hairdresser on Instagram that I do. And so those two things combined, that's what I'm doing now. Okay, I have thoughts about this. Hair 
dresser relationships are like weirdly intimate yeah. for some reason and there's like She's weird been loyalty part of my life for a long time but i don't think they should be and i think she might not not really be on her radar i think you might just make her feel worse i know cuz maybe decide. she just thinks you've been out of town or she probably is not even thinking about it she's probably not and then if you do it, then she will feel dumped. So, like, don't dump her if you don't need to dump her. Ghost her. Okay, I'm ghosting her. That's what I recommend. You're probably right. I'm curious if someone is doing hair and what they would think. But, I mean, they probably have a lot of, they have a lot of clients. So, like, someone's just not there anymore. You don't really notice. It's not like a dating situation where, like, you're maybe dating one-ish person and then it's more weird to be ghosted. But even still, yeah. I think like with online dating, I think ghosting is fine. If you just like meet someone online, like go on a date, you don't need to dump them. I you agree. don't need to be dumped more times than is necessary because that just makes you feel bad. Yeah, because it makes you feel like obviously I'm hurting your feelings right now so I'm, because you care about me so much. You yeah, know? condescending. Yeah, yeah, the person's like, I'm going to take the time to reject you mm-hmm. and let you know. Because maybe the person wasn't even thinking about it. They were like, what? I didn't even like you. You know, you're just like, I will reject you formally with a letter. So I would say just don't do anything. But it does feel weird when you have to move on to different hair person. But it shouldn't be as intimate. That's why I'm just going to go to the school now for my partial foils. Okay, should we? I don't think we have any. Okay, uh, Adam Driver... The Fantastic Four thing. Is it a Rickroll? It is true. It is true. He's going, okay. I love that Rickroll is still a thing because I think it's really funny. And that song is really funny and good. My kids know it. Kids know it. Yeah, kids still love it. They still think it's It's keeping it alive. It's keeping the song alive. And the video is even funnier. Okay, two things. One, it has been said. That he is going to be, Adam Driver is going to be Mr. Fantastic. That means nothing to me. I know, same. In, Zero. In the Fantastic Four. But it still says reportedly. Okay. So we'll just have to wait and see. I see every Marvel movie pretty much. I'll see it. Some of them are good. Some of them are really pretty bad. Like the latest Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's just going to take. I heard it was good. Really? From who? Who told you this? Just from around. No, it's bad. Because I really like the first one made me cry my eyes out. I love the first one. I like the second one. The Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Disney California America is my favorite ride I've ever been on. So I'm bought in for sure. It kind of was good at the end, but I'm going to give it a thumbs down. So Marvel just seems like it takes up a lot of your time. You're just only doing that. You're not doing the cool indie films that I would prefer to see Adam Driver doing. It's kind of more the time thing. I guess maybe it will be cool to see what he does. Hopefully it's just not a bad one. The first one of the series will be good, and then they'll just keep going forever until they're really bad. And then you're just like in a really bad movie that you have to be in, and then it seems like it's not good for your reputation or career Mm -hmm. I don't know how these things work but 
if you sign up for one, you have to sign up for every one they're going to make. And, like, you wouldn't see a script from some future movie they decide to make that combine all the Marvel characters or something like that. It's uh, it's sad news, sad Adam Driver news, I think. We really liked 66, which was essentially an aspiring franchise, though. You know? You yeah. mean 65? Hey, that's, that's a I good... Said. <laughs> that's what I said. That's a good... Uh, that is funny. Our last episode was 65, and now we're doing Buffalo 66. It's like we planned it that way. It is like that. Like there's some master plan. Is there a god? Maybe. I don't know. Okay, should we explain why we are talking about this movie? I'm going to need you to do that. Oh, okay. We've had some ideas about what other movies could we talk about. And one road we almost went down was doing country music bio movies, which we could maybe do because we both love country music. Yes. And we even thought of a little name for the series, Country Roads, because that refers to Driver. No other real connection to Adam Driver. And then we just didn't do it. Just didn't have legs, I guess. But then another of our interests is Generation X stuff, because we belong to that generation and Mm -hmm. like it. And we eventually thought, what if we did movies from the 90s that Adam Driver could have been in? Is that correct? I think that's kind of where we went with it. Or if you imagine how if Adam Driver was alive or, you know, the right age at this time, would have he been in this movie? Or maybe a movie that seems like it has an Adam Driver vibe. Yes. Or correct? maybe people we'd like to see him act with in the future. Okay. So it's going to be Buffalo 66. Yes. I think really it's just an excuse for us to watch our favorite 90s movies, though. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly what it is. Do you want to give a little recap? Sure. I'm pretty sure I saw it in the movie theater when it came out in 1998. Vincent Gallo did, like, every single thing down to designing Christina Ricci's costume. Did you know that? No. And it's about this guy named Billy. Very Lolita-inspired. I know. It's cool. It's the 90s. Anyway, it's about this guy, Billy Brown. You see him at the beginning... And he's getting discharged from prison. He's really awkward and kind of unpleasant. And he... He's trying to find a bathroom. He's trying to find a bathroom. There's a lot about him having to go to the bathroom. Because Vincent Gallo is very into his dick. Yes. (laughs) And so things happen. He ends up going back into town to Buffalo where he lives. And... He has to have dinner with his parents, but he's really nervous because he's told them all these lies about what he's doing. He's in the CIA. He's on a secret mission. He's married, blah, blah, So one thing leads to another. He's still trying to find a bathroom. He ends up walking through this dance studio to find a bathroom. And Christina Ricci is there taking a tap class, Layla. And he kidnaps her, sort of. and Totally. Well, yes. Yeah. And like there were a million times when she could have gotten out of the car or whatever because like he can't even drive her car yeah but you can't you can't judge her though because he would say like i'm gonna kill you yeah if you correct don't stay but there he's like so. clearly an incompetent loser anyway yeah. <laughs> so one thing follows another and he ends up taking her with him and asking her to pretend to be his wife in front of his parents played by angelica houston and i, know. I think ben gazzara mm-hmm. Those are great little roles for them. 
so she charms them and is patient with all their weirdness. And anyway, they end up spending a whole day together. They have dinner with his parents. Then there's just this kind of weird plot twist where he's, his goal is to kill the football player he bet on who lost. And then he got called on his bet by Mickey Rourke and ended up having to go to prison for like a false bet that he couldn't back up. So he decides to kill this football player. So they end up having to spend the whole day together because he can't go see the football player at the topless bar that he owns until two in the morning. And so it just kind of follows them on this sort of aimless trip around Buffalo. And then the denouement is that he does go to the topless bar and considers killing him, but then is redeemed by love. Mm-hmm. And he goes back to Christina Ricci and he buys her a heart-shaped cookie. The end. Mm-hmm. He kidnaps her and then they fall in love. Yes. So Story as old as time. <laughs> this movie, I mean, when I started watching it, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this could not be made now. This is the worst movie ever. <laughs> but, really? But by the end, I totally loved it. Yeah. The girl gets kidnapped by a guy and then falls in love with him. I mean, this is really like rape culture and as a feminist obviously I'm not down with that also he's 37 and she's 16 by the way in the movie maybe not the actors or by my math she was 18 and he was 36 she was 16 16 when they started filming it according to the Wikipedia article I read oh right yeah I guess because when they started filming yeah she looked very young extremely young yeah and extremely gorgeous but yeah she was like a just like that little pixie cupid doll face yeah and this revealing outfit and the dad is groping her and just like there's all this all this stuff that post me too era you just like can't believe how different it was in the 90s and how many pay phones i know are there. i loved that <laughs> yeah I think like a modern person, a Gen Z person watching this, it's like watching something from 100 years ago because our world looks a lot different now. It's so cool aesthetically. He filmed it on a certain kind of stock, reversal stock, to have saturated colors. And this was really like a look in the 90s. And and like Photoshop was kind of new. You could like saturate the colors, but also different films you can use to make photos look like that and that really was like a look of the 90s when things really changed in design and in graphic design and the style it was around this buffalo bills thing and their colors are red and white and blue and those colors were just everywhere like his red boots and her blue dress so aesthetically and vincent gallo he was a fine artist so you can see that influence in there And I think it's a testament to he's maybe like is kind of a genius and also psychopath that he could get me in 2023 to completely love this movie that was like so super sexist and offensive. There's a lot of offensive things like other slurs and stuff that we don't say anymore. I think for some people that stuff would be too unacceptable to like. If you can end up liking it by the end of the movie... And certain things, like the dinner scene with the parents, how he shot it weird, like it didn't make sense. It was like really an art movie, like French New Wave style, surreal kind of movie. The point in the movie where 
I started to like it was when they went bowling and he was like weirdly a super good bowler. <laughs> he was a baby man with a child girl and we know nothing about her except her name, that she takes tap dancing class and that she likes hot chocolate and she gets Stockholm syndrome. I don't know if she <laughs> has she Stockholm like, Syndrome. She just likes him. Yeah. She just, I think she just, he's so, I loved all the times where you see him sitting on one side and her on the other because she's so, she's like angelic and voluptuous and she has this perfect blonde hair and the sparkly shoes and he is this hard, pointy, mm-hmm. everything with him is like straight lines even his mouth is like a straight line and straight nose and like his blue red rimmed eyes yeah chet Chet was watching it with me and he kept being like what is wrong with his eyes and i was like that's just how he looks he's so pointy and angular and she's just it's more i guess a testament to christina ricci she just conveys this sweetness and warmth that just wants to compliment calmness grumpiness and but like a neediness too like she yeah she wants to love him but yeah she's i'm sure you're right it is stockholm syndrome but if we take away like our modern the way we think about things there are certain things that you could still like it vincent gallo is really skinny and small but very wiry he seems strong and he was strong enough to kidnap her like drag her out to the car he was very Adam Driver-like and, like, Adam Sackler-like. Yes. That type of Adam Driver role where he's kind of creepy and almost scary. And also he's vulnerable a lot. Like, he cries. He doesn't want to be touched or to touch her or to kiss or anything, which kind of helps because it sort of removes the rape situation, like, being scared that she's going to get raped. Like, he doesn't want any kind of touching or any kind of intimacy. So she, like is pursuing him at the end, which also kind of reminds me of Lolita a little bit, which bothers me, but it makes it seem like it's not going to be a rape, sexual abuse scenario, which is good and it helps you to watch it without being horrified, traumatized as much. But his smallness, I think, helps because there's not much of a size difference between them. But if Adam Driver was in this role... I think he could totally play this role, like stalking around and being like a really disturbed type person. But he's so much bigger that I think that would throw She's so things tiny. Off. Christina yeah. Ricci is a tiny little person. So she was 16 when they said, yeah, that's so creepy of Vincent Gallo. Yeah. He's a huge creep. And get this, he's a Republican. That doesn't surprise Trump me supported. at all. No, no. He lives in, uh, from Wikipedia, said he lived in Tucson. And yeah, likes he's Trump so and gross. Kirsten Cinema. That doesn't <laughs> surprise just... me at all. And he was yeah. really, really mean to Christina Ricci during and after. What did you hear? He called, among other things, in press interviews for the movie, he called her a cunt. Nice. <laughs> and said she was like a puppet, and he told her what to do, and that because of the food he served her on set, she it helped her lose weight. Yeah, and she, I mean, she was a very established actress at this yeah. point. I mean, because she was a child star. He also didn't want her mother on set, even though she was a minor, so she went by herself, and he was not nice to her, and she yeah. was like a kid. And she called him like the crazy psycho man or something, yeah. and she hates him and wants nothing, wanted nothing to do with him 
ever again. Okay, so let's talk about the wet leg song. Did you listen to that? No, I didn't. You know me. I love wet leg. And there's a song called Wet Dream, and a big part of it is a lyric. Baby, don't you want to come home with me? I've got Buffalo 66 on DVD. And I love that. I sent you the link. I didn't know if I should surprise you with it or show it to you. You should watch the video because it's also like all reds and blues. It's influenced by, they definitely have Buffalo 66 on DVD. It's so catchy. I have this like in my head all the time. So it also seemed to make sense that we should do a podcast about it. But I was thinking, I was like, that's a very cheeky proposition because I was waiting for, you know, Vincent Gallo's other movie? Brown Bunny. The Brown Bunny. And there's a very explicit scene. I've never seen it. I don't know if I've seen it, but I thought that was in Buffalo 66. Because I remember everyone was talking about this at the time. So I thought that was in the end of Buffalo 66. So I was waiting and waiting. I'm like, when is this going to happen? I'm so glad it didn't. If it would have ended with that and like Christina Ricci is so young, then the movie should just be canceled forever. But it didn't happen. That wasn't in. I don't know what the Buffalo. explicit scene is. Oh, you don't? No. Okay. Well. I just heard it was gross you want me and to tell nobody you? watched it. I can't remember can't if I've seen it. Pink Flamingos. Gross in a different way than Pink Flamingos. There's a lot of like poop related stuff. And that's very gross. But that's John Waters is kind of a different, that's sort of his deal. And it's sort of his sense of humor. And I am a fan. Oh, me too. Of John Waters. Okay. Pink Flamingos, I never need to He's, see again though. And John Waters is not a psychopath. No. Like Vincent Gallo. Brown Bunny, Chloe 70's in it. Which, did you hear about the sale she had of her clothes in New York? I'm a super fan of hers. I love her so much. And she just had a sale of her clothes because she's been a fashionista forever since she was a teenager. And she was there at the sale taking selfies with people. I mean, if I lived in New York and I knew about it, I would definitely have lined up to go. Not that I could fit into any of her clothes from when she was young. I think she's... 48 or something. But I have two daughters, so I wish I got a god. Anyway, she was in it. Um, and at the end, there's a very long blowjob scene. Oh. Chloe, 70, doesn't hate Vincent Gallo as much, but maybe he learned something and was not as horrible as he was to Christina Ricci. But I was waiting for that the entire time. Oh. And then it didn't happen. And then the credits, I'm like, is it after the credits? And then no. I don't know. If I want to see that or not. It was apparently really hated at the yeah. time. And then there's like a different, a new edit that I guess maybe was better. I remember that coming out and everybody saying it was like the worst movie that was ever made. And I just never went to see it. Even though I yeah. liked Buffalo 66 the first time I saw it and I liked it again. Yeah, I liked it again too. See, what I've been thinking about is, have you been listening to this season of You Must Remember This? No. It's all about Oh, it's, it's about 90s. 90s. Yeah, and I, someone told me about that. I just listened to one of the more recent episodes when they were talking about the prevalence of Lolita uh-huh. in 90s culture and how much Drew Barrymore was called a Lolita. Then they called Alicia Silverstone Lolita. And then the Lolita movie came out. And there is this fixation with Lolita as like a sexy girl who justifies men's lust for underage girls kind of Mm -hmm. um and this just fit right into that 
yeah. slotted it right in. Apparently around 1995, GQ came out, this is so gross, with an article called Girls We'd Wait For. Drew Barrymore was on it, Alicia Silverstone, and Christina Ricci was on it too. Oh yeah, super gross. I mean, fashion at the time, baby doll dresses were very popular. Courtney Love, she was inspired by Kat Bielen, oh, yeah. I think really started it right here in Minneapolis. You could wear like a slip with tights. And that was basically what Christina mm-hmm. Ricci's outfit was with a cardigan and tights and then like sparkly tap shoes. That yeah. Were, I mean, I really liked her outfit. <laughs> she looks so cute. I mean, she yeah. is so cute. In yeah. Her. I like baby doll dresses and I love 90s fashion. And that's what I wore, like a, a short plaid skirt with tights and boots and a t-shirt or whatever but then when you put it through the patriarchy machine old men are like this is done for us and it becomes really gross and almost scary buffalo 66 is really popular in japan lolita fashion is also super popular yes but a lot of we've talked about this before a lot of adherents of lolita fashion swear up and down it has nothing to do with what we in the west think of as lolita which i don't understand but if if you go there with lolita fashion people they will bite your head off just fyi because i i have gone there with lolita fashion people watching this just made me think of you must remember this so i highly recommend people listen to it this season because it just kept popping up in my head while I was watching this. But the other thing I wanted to say is how much I love Christina Ricci Mm -hmm. and how I've been watching Yellow Jackets and thinking about how much I love her too and how much older she looks now because she is so much older. But it's just interesting watching her when she's this like little girl and she's able to convey so much. I mean, she's a great actress and she's just so she's so distinctive like her face and her expressions and her big eyes and everything are just so they're distinctive now too but i love watching yellow jackets because it keeps calling back to the 90s all the music is the 90s all the women in it were coming of age in the 90s just like we were i just really love seeing her 25 years ago and thinking about how her character is now she's one of my favorite characters on yellow jackets I read a story about her that when she was a kid, she was in a play and she taunted a boy that who was like the lead to punch her. And then she told on him and then he got kicked out and she got the lead. Oh. And she said she's always been a really ambitious person. And that was the first time it reared its ugly head. But she's had an amazing career. She started as a child and has just been working. But I think she had some very bad relationships, a very abusive relationship. It was some guy who was like working on the set and she had a kid with him, but then had to, she has two kids and she just had a second kid like a couple of years ago when she was like 41. I think she's been through a lot. I'm sure she's just been a magnet for all men, (laughs) you know, like you would need a lot of protection to deal with that all the time, getting that kind of energy And I guess she struggled with anorexia and anxiety, but she's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I like her so much. And that was, I think my favorite part was just seeing her do her thing. But I liked all the other actors in it. I loved Angela. I loved the parents. I liked seeing Rosanna Arquette pop up in Denny's too. There's a lot of really cool and heavy hitting actors in this movie. So uh, Vincent Gallo must have had a lot of friends. And he did. He had a lot of famous friends. Since 
this, he did Buffalo 66, The Brown Bunny, and then he's made a couple other movies which were shown like two times, and then he puts them away and will never show them again. Yeah, what else does he do? Oh, he's done like modeling and stuff. I know, he's Probably so really gross. into QAnon. Or, he's 62 now. He's a really wiry, creepy guy, but mm-hmm. he, I guess he's really funny. That's what I read, that he's a genius and he's really funny. Yeah, I don't feel any need to ever see him again, but I really enjoyed that movie, and it's a perfect little jewel. Except at the end, when he goes into the topless bar to confront this football player who he wants to kill. What did Chet think of that? Fortunately, Chet, at that point, was doing something else. He kept poking over his head because he wanted to see the part where he shoots him. Oh, uh uh-huh. He was, like, really curious to see that part. And I was like, well, what's he? And Chet kept being like, what's he doing now? And I was like, oh, he's just, I don't, you know, like, I don't know what to say. I don't care if Chet sees boobs. Mm -hmm. But I also was like, wow, that's a lot of boobs. And they're just keep showing us boobs. And we don't really need to see all the boobs. Like, it was just some extra boobs. That was a cool scene, how it was done with the Mm -hmm. shooting and the blood. And it was artistic. I know. I didn't know people could do that in the 90s, like that, whatever that effect was. Where you freeze and you kind of like, like now people mm-hmm. do it in yeah. action movies all the time, like a Crouching Driver, Dragon, whatever. It's like they're frozen in the moment. He's frozen in the shot where he's been shot and you just see the blood coming out. I just didn't know you could do that in the 90s. They must have had to do it like in a, this like is I wondered if they had real fake blood there and they just did a still shot of, you know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. freeze frame technology seems so much more modern than 1998. I remember hearing, and I feel like I heard about this in the 90s, just thinking about, I remember the friend who told me about it, how they did it, was you would have a scene and like have a ton of cameras and take a ton of still images, oh. and then you could kind of pan around. I'm sure like computers can do that now for you, but also it might have been just like he knew about that effect or wanted that effect and that's how he planned the shots and there were actually people being motionless and it was like not an effect. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I was curious about that. That was pretty cool. With some boobs. Lots of extra boobs. There's some, yeah, extra boobs for sure. Afterwards, I was telling Joel just how much I miss the 90s I love everything that everything is so I was thinking about you too and how much you like your mechanical car and how Mm -hmm. there's no like digital interface for the radio or anything Mm -hmm. and I was thinking about that like when he's buying the cookie and the guy has like the old-fashioned cash register and the phone and everything is just and the car is like a stick shift car like everything is just old mechanical and it works Yeah, I mean, you didn't see one computer in this movie, or there was nothing computerized. Very, um... Extremely analog. Analog, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, I just got a book from the library called The Future is Analog. You know I would read a book like this, because that's what I like, things that are analog. Yeah, it was just delightful to see, like, when he goes to the donut shop. And it seemed like there were a lot of all-night spots. This was a thing. Yeah, I know, and now I don't have them. They went to Denny's. And just, like, what's happening there all night long, like an all-night diner. And then there was, like, the all-night strip club and the all-night hotel, like, CD hotel. And then an all-night donut shop. And they just have donuts there. And I think 
this kind of stuff was a lot more common. I do too. Actually, when I was in college mm -hmm. in the 90s, Grinnell is such a small town, but one thing that everybody used to do is if you stayed up late enough, you could go on a donut run at the bakery downtown because they would open up at two and start selling mm. their donuts. It's so awesome. I mean, is it like a safety thing now because of guns being so ubiquitous that you wouldn't be open late at night? It's just not I think safe things or... were open late at night before George Floyd and COVID. I oh. think that I felt oh. I feel like it's an employment mm -hmm. shortage thing. Oh, yeah. And be, no one goes out anymore. Everything closes at nine. It's weird. I can't wait till we get back to normal. We were trying to get ice cream last night after this run that we did. All the ice cream places closed at nine, except there's one in Northeast that was open till 10. Bars used to close at 1 a.m. No, you're lucky if they're open till 11. You mean even bars? Yes. Well, I have noticed that if you go to a show at First Ave, like when I saw Wet Leg, <laughs> brag about my one show of a new band that I went to, but opening band 7.30 to 8.30, Wet Leg 9 to 10, you're home by 10.30, which as a parent, I mean, I'm all into it. Like we Same. had to, I mean, we had to suffer in the 90s. Like the band does not go on until... Ten, Mid midnight. Maybe, they were keeping you yeah. at the bar, and like bars closed at one. But then after that, we would go out for tacos at Little Tijuana, or you could go to Denny's, or there were all these like all night diners you could always go to. And then there's this weird society of people who are up all night. Like, do you know the movie Night on Earth? Yes, but I haven't seen it for. 20 years. I kind of feel like we could watch it. Jim Jarmish, it's very Adam Driver, uh, an Adam Driver guy. Yeah, it was different. You could just get a, go get a donut at 2 in the morning, and they could just be open. And then the donuts are, you can order some cookies, some donuts, and then it's all like $4. I know. I, t I, have I loved that. I found and even just that he has like cash in his wallet. I mean, everything yeah. is so sense, sense. I don't know. It's like, yeah. you know, you can touch it, you can smell tactile. it, you can hear the tactile. tactile. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Now everything's just, you can just hold your phone over something and you've paid for it. And I have this new credit card and savings account that's just on my phone. Like there's no website. Is it an Apple card? <laughs> yeah. Because they have such a good rate for savings. Have you oh, heard that? Yes. Yeah. That's I why I got... thought about doing that. Why do you have one? But you guys no, are anti-Apple. Yeah, I oh. heard a thing on the radio about with how it's such a good rate. You can get good rates at other places, too. But yeah, it's no, just on your phone. No, savings account rate is really good. Yeah, though. it is. I can't stop talking about it. And it's just on my phone. And I'm like, that's weird. But it's also handy because, okay, the credit card is metal. It's like titanium. You know, everything with Apple, like it's the materials are a lot nicer. So do you have a metal <laughs> credit card? Yes. It's a white, oh. like painted titanium. So it feels way different. I tried to use it in a parking ramp machine and I put it in and it just sucked it in. And then like a computer error came up. And then I was in a panic because like, how do I get my car out? And then you could press a button, but it was just a voicemail. Eventually someone answered the button and so he's like, just come back tomorrow. The ramp is open. So you could just drive out. Although when I got to the end, like it looked like people were paying. And the 
bar was down. But then when the bar went up, one car went out and another car zoomed out and I zoomed out too. So I got out of the ramp. And the next day I had to go talk to a guy and he gave me my credit card that was, he had an envelope. And it was nice. It was handwritten. It was like kind of a 90s touch in like a future world of where I have a metal credit card. And I'm like, is it because it was metal? And he's like, yeah, it's an old machine. You know, they should really put a sign on it. So if you get a metal card, do not use it. I mean, you don't even need a card. What they want you to do is just use your phone as the credit card. But, you know, I'm old school. I need the card. It could have turned out a lot worse, but it actually turned out fine. So maybe it is fine. But I knew that no one had used my card because whenever I use it, I get like a little text type notification. Otherwise, if you lose a card, you have to like go to the internet, like try to find some phone number to call and cancel your card. But that's really hard to do. So this was just like, it was all on my phone and it did work. I'm slowly adopting this technology and I'm kind of into it. You know, we didn't talk at all about Vincent Gallo's hair. And I think we should. There's someone who hasn't watched his hair for a while. He seemed really, really greasy, and I was really scared about how he smelled. And I was I'm glad. Ch- I, can't you imagine exactly what he smells like? It's like that yeah. old man who doesn't have a wife smell. Like it's a little mm-hmm. dusty, and it's like there's like a little bit of bo, but it's like a stale smell. I know exactly what he smells like. I was really relieved when he took a bath. But that was a weird scene because he kept his underwear on. And then she's in there naked. She's in there naked, but you don't see anything. No. And then, like, I just wondered, what did he do with those wet underwear in the end? I don't think he was wearing underwear. No, they showed him put underwear on, like, get in the tub with underwear Right, I know. So I don't think he wore underwear in his pants afterwards. Yeah, that must have been. That's the only explanation that makes any sense. I and I don't commando. think he washed his hair. That was the other thing. I, know. Like, I think he was just sitting in there. Joel says, I, I think this is true actually. I think my strongest sense is my sense of smell. Smells are so evocative. When I worked at the historical society, if you got there early, and I did a lot because I did events like on the weekends, so I would get there before the museum opened. And Dudes who like to do historical research and genealogy would come early to use the library and they would sit like in the little entry area because the doors were locked until it opened and then a librarian would come down and open it and they'd all like flood in like, like what are you doing? It's a Saturday morning. It's fine if you get there at 1001. Anyway, mm-hmm. most of them were older men who like were really interested in military history or something. Uh-huh. They're preparing for the World War II God game knows, show. Yeah, what they were like doing. Tom Hanks. Sad. I mean, not really sad. Like, good I for them. I guess you're into what you're interest. into. We're into Adam Driver, whatever they probably right. think that's Like, dumb, it's good but... to be passionate about something. But also, I would look at them, and they would all be, like, sort of disheveled. Mm-hmm. Their clothes would have, like, coffee stains on them, which, like, They're not you know, laundered properly. Correct. Mm-hmm. You could just tell that they're, I hate to say this, but like they were older men who didn't have wives, just like didn't know how to take care of themselves. And no one told them Mm -hmm. like, go wash your hair or like you need to wash this and dry it. Or like maybe you should use bleach or something because there's a problem here. Like that's what he smells like. So they needed a wife or some other, any partner who just was good at laundry. Yes. Yeah, I know that kind of person oh, you're talking about so as well. It's so sad. It is a sad 
vibe. I think Vincent Gallo's smell is probably like a little less stale than that and a little more like animal smelling. But his hair is sort of shiny, black, curly. I thought oh, it was yeah. kind of Adam Driver-y. Could be like Adam Driver hair. I wonder if they would meet what it would be like. I think Adam Driver would be like your dick. Circling around each other, like hating each other. I just think Adam Driver is a more functional human. Mm -hmm. And also, like, both of them definitely have some sort of weird masculinity things going on. But I feel like Adam Driver's been able to address those in his work. And I don't know. Yeah. Vincent Gallows. No, just further into toxic. Yeah stuff and I guess uh, when he was a kid his background is Sicilian and he is from Buffalo New York he was involved with the mafia in Buffalo when he was young like a teen I don't know if this is true that's what he wanted to do when he grew up be in the mob some older mobster guy like talked him out of it and he became an artist and you know here's a weird coincidence when he took the bus from prison the name of the bus the brand was bluebird and it really reminded me of that adam driver movie oh, yeah. bluebird that was we didn't like that so bleak and depressing yeah but this was very bleak and depressing too and the whole buffalo buffalo seemed... is pretty bleak and depressing have you been there yes okay and they get like there. more snow than we do mm-hmm yeah <laughs> sucks Actually, Joel and I have been talking about going there for a family vacation because it's really close to Niagara Falls, uh-huh. and you can fly in on Sun Country for like zero dollars because we want to go to <laughs> Buffalo, but then you can rent a car and you can go up to Niagara Falls. It's called Buffalo Niagara Airport. It's really close. Cool. And then Toronto is like a two-hour drive from there. And so we were thinking, like, Joel wants to go to Toronto because he likes SCTV. For comedians. Yeah. For comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think Toronto would be fun. I've been to Niagara Falls, but we would like drive by and have like a family picture in front of Niagara Falls. And then we could go to Toronto and it would be a really cheap trip. But that's because no one wants to go to Buffalo. I like that traveling hack. I heard of a similar traveling hack. Instead of flying into Paris, this friend is going to fly into Belgium. And it's like a one hour train ride to Paris. And it's half the price. I'm surprised. I feel like a lot of people would fly to Paris, so the route would be more competitive. Yeah, right. But interesting. I've flown to Baltimore to go to D.C. because you can just take the train, and that's cheaper. That sounds like an ingenious family vacation plan. I know. I like it very much. I know. I think we're going to do it. You can only fly on Sun Country on Thursdays and Sundays. So my vision is we fly in on Thursday, we fly out on Sunday. It's just a quick five-day trip. We have to fly to Buffalo. That's great. I mean, I've been working hard trying to save vacation time. I know. Because I have this newest job. And I'm at the lowest vacation level. And so if I (laughs) just did trips that were like four-day trips, you can see a lot and like feel like you've been on a trip, especially if you just go to another city in a very large country that has a lot of cool cities. I've never gone to Santa Fe. Have you? Mm Mm-hmm. You like it? I was 12. I want to go there. Pretty. Yeah, I definitely want to go to Buffalo. Sure, there's a lot of great things. Chicken wings. Is that why they're called that? Yeah. Because of like, so maybe football is a very big deal there. Yeah. And it was in the movie. Billy's parents were so mean, and his mom said she only missed one Bill's game her whole life, and it was the day that he was born. 
they won the Super Bowl or some like championship game. Angelica Houston, she was like, she was great. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, she's another person. I will watch her in anything. And that was cool to see her in that movie. No, she and Christina Ricci probably knew each other from the Adams Family. Totally. It was like when we saw Bluebird. There were actors that were very famous, and it was kind of surprising to see them in this low-budget indie movie. So same. Those must be the more fun movies to do. They probably don't take a lot of time. And then you can maintain your cool. Note to you, Adam Driver, let's get some more of these under your belt. I think the 90s was really a great time for indie movies. And it was before any of the Marvel franchises, which dominates so much of movies today. I easily made a list of 50 movies that I wanted to see from the 90s. You should listen to You Must Remember This this season because she is just throwing me some curveballs that I'm like, oh, maybe I should see that movie. I mean, the 90s is having a moment. I've also been listening to my 90s music podcast. You have continued on. Yeah, the guy drives me crazy because he talks too much, but like it does, again. A podcaster that talks too much. I know. What he does is he does like a very long preamble about the song in question, giving some history, but also like his personal connection to it. And instead of interstitial music, you just hear the sound of a cassette, like eject (laughs) button. A great song. Which I love. And then he brings on somebody else who's usually either an actor or critic or, you know, musician talking about that too in conversation. And that part, I sometimes get bored. I just listen to the first part. But it always takes me right back because he's, I think, almost exactly the same age as we are. And the songs he picks are just so good. In Buffalo 66, last thing, probably, Christina Ricci's hair. You know, she kind of has a widow's peak. And then her hair was parted in the middle, and her bangs went down like to her chin, and then her hair was a little longer. This is um, popular now on TikTok, this kind of hairstyle, and it's called McDonald's bangs. Because hmm. <laughs> they kind of look like the golden arches. So, I'm Googling it right now, because you know, I always really want to talk about hair. Are young people <laughs> really into Buffalo 66? Oh, you're right. I'm looking at them. Are you seeing the McDonald's bangs? Yeah. I mean, I feel like those bangs, they're also like the next phase of just long bangs, which has been trending for a while, that are curtain bangs. And with a center part. Side parts are out. I still have one just because I don't think my hair can go a different way. I don't think I, I think I always have to have a middle part. Like it sometimes yeah. goes over to the side, but really it's a middle part. And mine's always right like farther over. In the 80s, you could not have a middle part. This was like the worst thing you could have. And in the 70s, you had the, the middle part for sure. But I heard then in the 80s that if you had a middle part, it made your nose look bigger. Did you ever hear this in the no, 80s? No, that's I was very self-conscious about my nose, which I don't feel like it's that big now, but I really thought it was then. If you see kids now, our contemporaries have kids that are like going through middle school. It does seem like... Their noses grow first. Oh, yeah. Their noses get bigger and their heads are still smaller. My nose probably was too big for my face at that age. And so, like, I probably went so hard on the side part that my hair could never get trained otherwise. And then when you're old, if you try too hard to adopt young people's fashions, you look pathetic. Am I right? You're right. That's why I'm happy. Wide leg pants, center parts platform shoes they're all back 
Mm-hmm. And that has been my aesthetic since I was in high school. So I'm not changing. I'm just waiting for it to come back to me. I was never comfortable with the skinny jeans trend. That was not my jam. I still dress in the same way that I dressed in the 90s. I have these jeans that are like so worn out. They've got a hole. They're really super soft. They're super thin because they're just worn out. So like my jeans with the hole, like a t-shirt and a flannel shirt. And I still feel wonderful. And I Mm -hmm. love wearing those type of clothes. I mean, I sure I could not wear a baby doll dress. I could never get away with those, especially the slip dresses that had those skinny straps was never a good look for me. Uh So unflattering. I didn't really wear those slip dresses either, but I admired the girls who did. Christina Ricci's was paired with just like a loose cardigan. And a bra that was showing through. Did you see she had like a lacy bra that you could see coming? I mean, it was a male fantasy movie, but had enough good stuff in it. Let's rate it. Let's give it a Combs rating. What are you going to go with? I'm going to go with five. I love it. I love Christina Ricci. I love the aesthetic. I loved it. And I did back then, too. I'm going to give it four Combs, only because the horribleness of the whole kidnapping. But also, like, by the end, I was so into it and really loved it, too. It's almost four and a half. You know how I gave 65 five combs? I kind of feel like I want to downgrade it to four. You can't. No, you can't do it. It's done. It's done. That was my reaction at the time, five. Yep. It seemed like maybe it wasn't good enough to be a five. If Black Klansman's a five, should 65 be a five? Yes. It still should be. Yes. Okay, despite the level of seriousness. Short, tight, all the things. If we're rating it from an Adam Driver perspective, it hit all the marks for us. I kind of thought of Adam Driver when Vincent Gallo was running across that mm-hmm. road. He and would have been like, faster. He's more athletic. Okay, so that was Buffalo 66. What do you think we might do next? I don't know. I really want to think about... Is there a movie that has 67 in the title? <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> there is. I really want to think about like either something that we think Adam Driver should watch because we want him to do more independent movies or somebody that we want, like a director we think he should work with or an actor we want to see him act opposite. So I'm going to do some thinking on that. Okay. We're going to go see Party Girl on Tuesday. We sure are. I don't know. Would we podcast about that? Maybe. We love Parker Posey. Yeah, I love Parker Posey. And I don't think I've ever seen Party Girl. Me neither, but everyone says it's great. It's just a fun project to watch the movies I didn't see from the 90s. One could be from the 80s. Is Party Girl from the 80s? No. Breakfast Club is. I thought Judd Nelson's character would be the Adam Driver There's of that someone movie. whose career has gone. He's in a Lifetime movie where he plays a dad who kidnaps his daughter and keeps her in the basement. That's grim. He also seems like a celebrity that could also be a Republican. Definitely. You think? So. Well, I'll, we'll do some research. Well, thanks for listening to our uh, digression. We sort of have a name for Is it Driver Digression? A Driver Digression. Driver Detour. What was your name? We were kind of calling it Driver X. Oh, yeah, Driver X. That's fine. For this like series of Gen X movies tucked into an Adam Driver podcast. Bye. Bye.